What's that buzzing, man? Buzzes, buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> I'm going to edit this so they probably won't be able to hear the buzzing, but there's an infernal buzzing in the background right now, and it's my wine cooler. I don't keep wine in it. I keep beer. Beer, Spencer. Beers. Brews. Oh, I didn't know what would actually be a better cold open than the one I was going to talk about. We can still talk about that. I will be published tomorrow, so as the... Oh, nice. Um, Is that sooner than... Originally? No, it was supposed to be this week. Okay. Um. So as the airing of this episode will be last Friday, I should probably bring up the website. I am published in Coalition Works. I have two poems, Spencer. It's a very nice magazine, too. I got the proofs, and it looks really cool. I'll have to show you when we're off air. But the website, let me bring up the actual website. So, And I'll put this on my website as well. Uh, that'll probably be tomorrow, actually. So go to calebjamesk.com, and you can just find it right on my publication history. That I am uh, putting up. So the website, if you want to go, because it's a little bit of a longer name, is coalitionofdigitalnarrative.org. So that's where you could go and see the magazine's coalition works. This is the winter issue. Uh, you could download it as a free PDF. Like I said, it's really nice. Or I'm pretty sure he puts the stuff up online, too. So you could probably read my work online, but that's pretty cool. No, is that just like a strictly poem? No, they thing? had, I believe, I'll have to go through because I didn't read it yet. I only looked at my piece and, you know, made sure everything was okay. Um, I think there might be fiction, but it would be really short fiction. They try to keep everything down to, I think, a page. Mm. So, like, if you had a, I mean, you could have a poem that's that'll be two pages in the book, but they try to keep it, you know, minimal. So I think if it would be anything, it'd be flash fiction or um, what's that? Uh, not drabble, dabble, drabble, dribble, grabble, uh, yeah, drabble, grimble, droggle, griggle, draggle. Seven days later, drabble, jizzle, jism. <laughs> That's how we always go. We end up on jism. Uh, but anyway, uh, look at that and read it and tell me what you think. I have one that'll be coming in February where you could actually vote on it. That's the one I'll have to really get people to. Why the voting? I don't even know what that does, but. Uh, I want to get in their anthology. I am not going to mention that one by name just yet until that. Uh, I think that's a good practice, not mention the name until you're actually yeah. officially published by them. Because anything can happen. Like, the website could just go down. Yeah. Or the publication could go under because of some fucking copyright bullshit. <laughs> I'm sure that's happened to somebody out there with their great Halloween submissions. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But other than that, great news. Uh, as far as cold opens, I mentioned this to you. It feels like years ago, but it was years literally ago. minutes ago off air. And this is already old news by the time this episode drops. For those in the know, uh, Lex Friedman, he is... I don't know what his actual... I have to look up his actual title of what he is. He sounds like a professional wrestler. Yeah, that's a good name for that. He's a computer scientist, so that's what comes up. I remember him on the Joe Rogan podcast years ago, and I'm sure he still goes on there. I just don't listen anymore. He was like a really smart guy, and he's into literature, and just smart guy stuff. You know, he probably plays chess, all that shit. Well, he posted, this is the weirdest thing I've seen recently. I actually caught a video. This is what made me dive further, because I don't follow him on anything. I'm not invested in this man's life. But um, he, for many videos, I, I, like, there was a couple times where just people were, whatever on his YouTube channel, I'll just catch him like, interviewing somebody. And I just, like, really interesting conversations. Like, he's, like, real chill, kind of monotone, just, you know, relays cool information. So I'm like, I like that stuff. He just interviews people and they have a conversation. Well, I caught a video he posted on YouTube where, not an apology video, it was like him defending something. I was like, what is this? He had a big Twitter problem, like a big mm. Twitter beef or something. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And uh, nothing else to do. I clicked on the video. The stupidest fucking thing. The guy posted his 
2023 reading list, the uh-huh. books he was going to read, and Twitter just dogpiled on him and shit all over because him. Because it wasn't what they thought he should have been reading? No. Uh, there was a few people, because I think like one of the books he had on there was Fight Club. So I'm sh- I didn't see it personally or anything or hear anything. I'm just saying probably some people were, you know, for some reason if you read or watch Fight Club or like Fight Club, people just shit on you for that. But he had a couple books that might fall into that category. When did Fight Club not become cool? Remember oh. when Fight Club was cool? It's like the Matrix. The fucking right winger Andrew Tate's took it over. Uh, That's so. Yeah, you don't. You're not into the whole red pill bullshit. But it's like a bunch of dude bro super sigma chads, alpha degenerates. They, what say, they do is they, they ruin all the good things. They take the message of Fight Club, make it completely unironic un- un- in their devotion to it. Even though in the you know the book and the movie, it's like they're making fun of the thing. That masculine they're doing. nature is yeah. ridiculous, but they actually take it face value, make it serious. And then they devote their lives to that, just like the Matrix. You know, you escape the Matrix. And I don't want to get into they're that like, shit. They're trying to do like a real life Project Mayhem. Yeah, but yeah, oh, God damn just it. some fucking kind of people. But that's not even like the main thing. It was like a bunch of really smart guys, and then what he was like genuinely hurt by is people he looked up to or people he really enjoyed. I don't know if talking to, but he, like people he respected, like different scientists and stuff. Fucking shit all over him because his book list. And the main thing was because some of the he his goal was to read a book a week. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And some of the books he had on there, I think like the Brothers Karamazov or something, like long books, or think like War and Peace or something. You can't read that in a week, right? Yeah. These are not most normal people. And these people, like, the main thing I see that I caught from the smarty pants, uh, they were shitting on him, the academic types, because you can't enjoy fine literature within a week. And then in the video, he discusses, well, I've read most of these books. The Brothers Karamazov, for instance, he said he, I think he's read in English and in Russian, and he's reread it, like, other times. Like, he's rereading a lot of these books. So it's not like he has to take a deep dive. It's not like me reading Ulysses for the first yeah. time. It'd be more like me reading Ulysses for the fifth time, where I'm just picking out cool things I enjoy. Um, And I brought this up because this is going to touch on our actual episode, so we'll get into that. Like, what kind of toxic society are we living in, living in now, where your book... Like, what books you're going to read for the year, your book list, your personal book list, people fucking dogpile you on you and cyberbully you because of what you're reading. Especially when it's not, like, anything, like, offensive. It's like, yeah, Mein Kampf on there or something. Yeah, like, like, I, and, I could, and I could see if then, like, or, and I don't know which way he leans politically, but, like, say, you know, he wanted to read some books that lean more to the right and have the left yell at him. Or if he wanted to read some books that more lean to the left and have the right, like you know what yeah. I mean. At least that stuff, like that's still stupid as shit. But at least that was like, oh well, it kind of makes sense that that all kind of good plays together in that. But for like fiction things, like I just I don't understand. I don't know. Even if you like, say I had Atlas Shrugged on my reading list for some reason, I wouldn't. But say I did. You know, it's just a fictional book with some fucking stupid political nonsense, but. You know, because Ayn Rand so hated in, you know, anybody that's like the super, probably libertarian, not even say the right, like libertarian groups. But that's one of those books. Like, if I had that on my list, people would judge me. Like, why can't I raid Mein Kampf if mm-hmm. I wanted to? Not saying I'm reading it because I'm fucking idolized Hitler. Maybe I just want to know what the fuss is about, you yeah. know? Like, if I read the Bible, that doesn't mean I'm Christian or Catholic or Muslim if I read the Quran, Like, I don't understand why what you read means that's what you're devoting. You might not even like it. You know, I just thought too, and the the most probably asinine people or asinine thing about the whole situation is, is that he's catching shit from people who probably aren't gonna read a book a year. You That's know, what a lot of people were saying in the comments. Like, fucking all the people giving him shit for this and picking on him probably never even read a book or they're not gonna read a book. So here's his list, and I think this is a pretty good list for like just very you know variation factor here. 
1984 by George Orwell, solid yeah, choice. Yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by mm-hmm. Douglas Adams, solid yeah. choice. Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, The Stranger by Camus. And like again, he read a lot. If he hasn't read all of these books already, he's read most of them probably. Yeah, he's just doing rereads. And a lot of like so far, none of these books you you could read these in a week. Yeah. So far, especially if he reads fast. Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Foundation by As um, Isaac Asimov. The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Old Man in the Sea by Hemingway. Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey by Arthur C. Clarke. Animal Farm. Animal Farm by George Orwell. Man Searching for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. I never heard of that one, but a lot of people were shitting on it. That was like the one book people were like, that's just a bad book. So I don't, I've never heard of it. Um, Metamorphosis, Hunger Artist by Franz Kafka. The Plague by Camus. Uh, we have to read The Plague by Camus, too, because a lot of people say that's actually their favorite Camus. Okay. Uh, and I like The Stranger, so I'm down yeah. for I don't know how long it is. Um, Players of Games by uh, Ian Banks. Fight Club by Polinick. The Little Prince by Antoine de Saint Oxbury. Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky. I always mispronounce this, so sorry. Uh, Sitartha or Sitartha by Herman Hesse. Doom by Frank Herbert and Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. And honestly, the Brothers Karamazov is the only one on that list I think would really require a month or more of reading. Yeah, I mean, uh, and the way he said it too is like, well, you know, The Stranger by Kim is only going to take me a day or two. Some of these books yeah. will only take me a couple hours to read, and then I'm just going to start reading like the Brothers Karamazov. So even though I say it's a book a week, like that's I could read that for two or three weeks. Yeah, because the you, other ones you, are shorter. Yeah, you can just throw those stories in wherever you have some free time. Well, even so, who cares what the time frame is? He just wants to read these books in the year. So why? And like nobody contested that the books were bad choices for the most part. So why are we dogpiling on a guy? And like I said, I don't really know the guy. Like, I don't know, like you were saying about his political and stuff. I don't really know. I've heard him on a couple interviews, and I watch some of his videos every once in a while if he has a guest I know. Like, I don't really follow the guy. So just going to face value, why shit on anyone for their book list? That's so stupid. But that's just how... like, that's a pretty solid list, it seems That's what I thought, but just how toxic society is now. You can't even post things. Like, not even things he's saying he's liked. He likes. Like, if I posted a book list, here's the list of books I want to read this year, like we did. We haven't read them, so we don't even know if we like them, but somebody could just come and shit on you because, like, you know, it's a bad faith book or something. I just, what do they call that? Uh, not a red pill book. Um, there's a term for that, but it's like the hot button because that's what they call people who like Fight Club and The Matrix. And it's just like, what? just because I like those things or I want to watch them or read them for the first time doesn't mean I'm actually mm. engaging in the activity that you think is associated with that. That's just... To echo the things, the last week's comment, uh, you know, episodes of, like, that's another thing why, like, things are just shitty is because, like. You can't even like things anymore. Yeah, without having somebody jump down your throat or to, like, he said, even to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to try this. I don't know if I'd like this yet. I might read this and I might agree with you guys that it's hot You might not even know the history of it. Yeah. Like, somebody might go into Fight Club now who was born in the 2000s, wasn't even born when it came out. They might not know anything about it. I just think it's really lazy to judge and categorize people by things they watch or read. You can't enjoy something because somebody else took that thing over. Yeah. Perfect example is there was a guy that we used to work with during the time of the Sons of Anarchy came out. And we call that the before times. The before times. And like and I was like those first couple of seasons I was super into this show and then this guy showed up and he was 
super, super into it, like tattoos and stuff. And he just he was living it. He, he but without he, living it. That's the he, thing. Yeah. He was fake. Live. I hate that when somebody fake lives it too. It's like I don't want any of the actual things. Like I wanted the look of it, yeah. the appeal of it, but I don't actually want to be involved in biker life or anything like that. But like he made me like almost like like I finished watching the show, but it was just more out of a commitment now. Yeah. Just like <laughs> but I wasn't enjoying it as much because he just ruined it for me. And like that's not the same scale of like you can't like enjoy the Matrix and Fight Club because somebody from a different party, you know, uh, or whatever, different on the political spectrum, just is like, oh, that's dog shit. Like how people like can't, you know, I'm sure and it goes the same way. People can't enjoy things because of the crazy stuff that the left is doing. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. It's it's just ridiculous that you just well, can't like enjoy people, your entertainment. For instance, if a movie comes out that considered woke, yeah, even if you haven't seen it, uh, let's just say Black Panther two. That's mm-hmm. a good one because there's a lot of women in that, and they're like the the main characters. A lot of guys, dude, bros. Just refuse to see it because it's woke. You don't even know if it's good. You don't even know if you'd like it because you think it's woke. Yeah. Watch it first. Like, I don't under, you can walk out halfway if you don't like it, but you don't have to fucking, or don't watch it because you don't think you're going to like it, but you don't have to, if you don't, we know we've talked about this before. Yeah. When we had got trouble for the whole art, the stupidest fucking reason, because we said you shouldn't be able to review books on Goodreads that you haven't read. Yeah. Not that you tried to read and quit because you didn't like that you haven't read at all. But people claimed you could do that. And it was a big clusterfuck. So I still stand by that. If you watch a movie or if you watch a movie. You have an opinion. If you never watched the movie, didn't watch the trailer even, don't shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like you, like people that you were talking about, like fucking judge these uh, diversity comics and never don't fucking read comics yeah. anymore. Shut the um. fuck up. You don't have an opinion because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I don't like that the new world we live in, everyone can have an opinion and post it to millions of people, potentially. I haven't read or watched something for 10 years, but I still know it's hot garbage. Garbage. Yeah, okay. Uh, you can say that the trailer looks like it's hot garbage. I don't want to see Avatar 2, but I'm not going to say it's hot garbage, even though I saw Avatar 1 and didn't really care. Like, I just thought it was boring. You know, like we said, dancing fools. Um, we need to go into the real episode, because this, I mean, this is probably going to be DBS anyway. I'm drinking a Stone Cold Steve Austin Broken Skull beer. It's the lager, not the IPA. Uh, and it's actually pretty good. So um, as Caleb gets more inebriated, I'm sure the rants will get stronger. But what? What? Oh, I fucking always hated it. That's the one thing I didn't like Stone Cold for starting that stupid what chant. Um, so anyway, folks, stick around. are now taking in the DPW experience. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Sorry. Um, you are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast, the favorite podcast of aging white men and Japanese <laughs> business associates. Everywhere. I like that, though. I think that's aging that's... white men or the Japanese business? I like how they, but like, those are the, that's like the intersection. I was going to say um, Japanese businessmen, but one that all of a sudden, like, immediately made me think of Bukaki. <laughs> I'm just going to say it out loud. Bukaki. That's what, I don't know why. That's what I thought. And two, I can't say aging men and Japanese businessmen. That's that's too... I don't like to yeah. use redundant words. I don't use words in a row. And suffer alliteration, which mm-hmm. is why I am your host, Caleb James. And with me today, Spencer, the Cypress shit surfer church. Oh. I couldn't think of a better S word. Like, what else could you surf in that starts with an S? I, I, I guess. Silicone? 
I don't even have to. I don't think it starts with an S. Does no. it? No. I don't know. You know what word I didn't know how to spell until yesterday? What's that? Kaleidoscope. I didn't realize I didn't know how to spell it until I tried to spell it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. And silicone. Is it, di- is it difficult? It's a big word. It's got stupid letters. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like one of those things that would have like the couple letters. You'd be like, "What? That's in there?" The order of them is weird. I don't know. <laughs> So, Spencer, I said we were going to talk about books today, but not specific books. We, I'm sure we will because that's what we do. I wanted to touch on a topic that we've touched on in the past. We touch on many things, but this time it's a proper thing to touch. Mm. Rereading books, Spencer. Yes. The more I dive into the academic side of reading, uh, leading up to my five books this year after I one day finished Jerusalem, which might just take the rest of the fucking year at this point. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But if I do finish that by January 30th or whatever the end of the month is, I mentioned my five books, and they're not academic books necessarily, but they're books that are always taught in uh, universities all over the world, and they're some of the greatest literature ever written. So I started looking into like that culture of people who are reading books more for life enrichment, and um, I can't think of like what would be the word for that. But just like they, they're trying to get more than just entertainment out of their books, you know? They're not just reading for fun. Culture? Mm, I'm to a degree. So what the one thing I found across the board uh, from the academic types and just the people who really read to get more out of their books than just the uh, typical fun stuff, it's more about quality over quantity. They reread a lot of the same books over and over again. So, for instance, I listened to that. Um, I listened to Reedy McCarthy. It's a podcast just about the works of Cormac McCarthy. And one thing, all the guests, and he has a lot of guests on there. It's a really good podcast, even if you don't really like Cormac McCarthy, believe it or not. Yeah, I'd imagine they talk about other things. Yeah, but a lot of them are like professors and actors and famous people. Not famous people, but, you know, le- level before famous. Like, people that could it's be a, famous. Uh, like It, it kind of reminds me of... The voiceover uh, guys and stuff. Of, like, the uh, like the King cast. Like, you know, like... Yeah, like that, that on, level. Yeah. Um, But one thing all these people have done is not just reread McCarthy's work and, like, his whole bibliography... Like a ridiculous amount of times. Like the one, the host, he, because one of his favorite books, actually his favorite McCarthy book, I think, is Sutri. One of the average, like the medium favorite book, it seems to be Blood Meridian. And he's he reads that every year. Hmm. Like these people read these kind of books every year. And I remember um, Christopher Lee famously reread the whole uh, Lord of the Rings and the Silmarillion uh, books every single year, like an well, annual thing. I remember you were talking about... wanting to. Re- that was the first books I've read that I actually wanted to like reread soon, you know? Yeah. And now I'm starting to think, like, I, I you know, I got you uh, 1Q84 by Haruki Murakami oh, yeah. for Christmas, and I got myself the same edition, like the three books instead yeah. of the one big one. And I'm like, hey, I actually would like to reread that. Now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, that would be cool. I want to reread that. And then I'm like, wait a minute. There's so many other Haruki Murakami books to read. Yeah. But now I want to reread a book. And then I'm like, I want to reread Lord of the Rings. So now I'm getting to the point where it's like, when do you slow down on your new stuff and just start rereading stuff that, one, you just really enjoy, or two, uh, you want to get more out of that book and you want to take a deeper dive into that book? Because on first read, you never really take a deep dive, do you? It's kind of hard. Not really. Unless you're a really slow reader and you're ta- you know, one of those people like to take notes. Yeah. And stuff, but I don't enjoy books that way. I guess it would also depend on what you read. Like if you're just reading a lot of Stephen King and stuff, you probably don't need a deep dive, right? That's like just watching, you know, like a fun movie. No, I mean, the I I did always say that eventually I want to go back and reread the Dark Tower series. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and, but you could deep dive that yeah, because there's yeah, so, so much, much lore yeah, involved yeah. in that. Um, and other than maybe like, um, I could see you trying to maybe do like a deep dive on like the stand or it again, just yeah. because it's it's a those are bigger things. You could, do you think you would read that a lot differently then? Like say you let's, we'll the, use it as an example. Yeah. That's I mean it's not small, but compared to like the Dark Tower. And yeah, stuff. it's a single it's a single book. Yeah, so if you went back and read it. How would you read that now? Would you just, I'm just going to read it beginning to end like I normally would, but now you know everything. So would yeah. you, you know, take your time, maybe reread passages, maybe even skip around. Maybe if there's yeah. a section that's boring you don't care about, just skip it. Yeah, I would, uh, I'd be interested to, uh, to see because like I don't reread a lot of stuff. Normally if it is, uh, normally if it, I do reread something, it's like comics or graphic novels. Yeah. But when it comes to like actual prose novels, I don't ever reread too much of anything. I do plan on sometime this year uh, starting over the uh, Dexter series of books, yeah. and like I read like the first two or three of those, and I was gonna just start from the you know what I mean because mm-hmm. it's been so long. I can't remember where I left off, so I was gonna you know I'd end up rereading the first couple of those again, but those on. You know, they're like a couple hundred page, you know, crime kind of thrillers. It's not, you know. Well, I've always been in the camp, and maybe this is just from things like, uh, like if you're an avid comic book reader, it's kind of hard to just, let's say, start at the beginning of this first Spider-Man run, go all the way through, and then go back and read stuff again. Like, it's just too hard, or even mangas are like Mm -hmm. that. Um, And then, you know, you have a lot of book series. Usually they're not as long, but, like, say you read all the Expanse books, and then you wanted to reread them. Uh, The main thing is I've always been in the camp where there's too much new stuff I haven't read Mm -hmm. to bog myself down by rereading stuff. And I think, well, why don't I don't do that with movies? In fact, there's a lot of times where there's new movies I want to watch that are on my list, but I end up watching The Princess Bride yeah. or Pulp Fiction or Forrest Gump for the fifth fucking millionth time. Well, there's probably a, uh, the time it takes is one, you know. One well, thing. yeah, the time it takes is obviously a big obstacle. Uh, but at the same time, like, say I'm watching Forrest Gump for the 30th time in a row mm-hmm. this year. Like, or, you know, it's a really good one. Um, the Green Mile. Yeah. It's one of those ones where now I just have favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Um so if it's on, I don't even, or Pulp Fiction too, yeah. it's like if it's on, I don't really have to watch beginning to end, yeah. which I mean, after you see something so many times you don't, you just skip to the parts you well, like or like, whatever. Well, you're just joking with Forrest Gump is an excellent one of that. You can literally come in almost anywhere and you're just enjoying in that it. movie and it's fine. Go clean your fucking room or yeah. something, come back, watch some more. Uh, but why can't your favorite books be like that? They can. Yeah. You could just yeah. go and skip through. I don't need these chapters. I just want to read this chapter where I know what happens and I enjoy it. Well, I assume a lot of that, too, is from, like, people who, they were, like, older people, because I do think, like, I think when you do kind of hit, like, a certain age, you do kind of, like, oh, this is the stuff that I read when I grow, when I was growing up or whenever I was younger that I really like. You know, like, we, we talk about, like, with music. We don't then keep up with any of the new music. Yeah. You just, we keep Stick on listening. Stick with what you like. Well, you know, listening to the stuff you like. So, I, I do believe at, like, a certain age... And then also, too, I think then once you spend, like, you know, if you're, like, 50 or 60 and you were an avid reader, since you were, like, young enough to read, you know, full knowledge, like, you know, you probably got a good section of, like... What you'd want to like, read. You know, like, way. you know, like, us, we still have, and, like, there's a lot of classes, like, you know, 
I read like the four main H.G. Wells books. I would like to read his other stuff. People who've read the stuff already, it's like you already kind of, you know, you're caught up already, kind of. And if you're not interested in keeping, you know, relevant with any newer things, right. you know, then yeah, you just keep on reading the stuff that you've already read. Well, there's a few factors at play as well. So, for instance, you know, you go by the age thing when, you know, you slow down as you get older. So you probably have more time, uh, especially if you're working less, you have more time to read. And I don't know if this applies to all people who when they're older, probably not. But I would think that because just going from even me, who's uh, 36 now, you savor things more than you used to. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine your books, you would read them, you'd slow down. You like, cause I w- Sometimes I feel like I got to speed up because I got more books in the future I want to well- read. I'm going to say to just go back to the Stephen King stuff, that would be one thing when I would, even if it wasn't something like the stand, if I just was like, you know what, I've pretty much read all of it, like, I've read everything, I'm just going to go and start from the beginning, and whenever I have a free time, I'm going to pick the next book up and reread it. I probably would, because especially there at the beginning, whenever I was mostly just reading Stephen King, I was just kind of like, all right, I wanted to finish this book, I finished it, I liked it, it was good, okay, what's the next book, like, you know what I mean? You know, especially at that time, it's like, oh, there's like 60 books. I'm going to have to hurry up and get through all these if I ever want to get done with them, you know. You could take your time with them once you've already read them. Well, here's another thing, too. uh, Another good point is when you revisit books, uh, especially when there was... Because for us, like, you know, we're in our 30s. If you really look, especially when we started reading, we don't have that big of a time frame, honestly. Yeah. So when we revisit books... At the earliest, it'd probably be from our teens, Mm -hmm. like where we maybe would be able to appreciate the book for what it was. But when you revisit books at different parts of your life, you get to view them from your new perspective. So you might relate to a different character than you did the second time around. That's why Catcher in the Rye, for instance, people, when they read when they were teenagers, it hit them really hard. When they read it as adults, they thought, this is a little whiny prick. I don't like it. I'd imagine a lot of... I think a lot of books are like that, where if you revisit them multiple times in your life, as you age, you get, it's almost a new experience. Mm -hmm. While if you read Carrie, for instance, as a teenager, you could probably relate with the character of Carrie versus when you're an older person, all of a sudden now you see this troubled girl, you're viewing her more as maybe a daughter figure or a little sister or something. Like you just view what's happening differently. I mean, Carrie's an extreme example, but if you were at her age when you read, you know, her age in the book when you read that, uh, if you didn't relate to the character being a loser, you might just think, oh, well, I mean, suck it up. You're, it's not yeah. that bad. You're getting bullied. So what? everybody gets bullied. Like, you wouldn't see it the same way. But when you're an adult and you have some life perspective, it's a little different. Uh, so I would like to revisit some books from my youth, but I'm, it's hard because I kind of already did that. Like this year, I, I reread a lot of the post stuff I read mm-hmm. when I was a teenager, and I got a lot more out of it. I understood them more as well. Like Gulliver's Travels would be a good one I can I can go back on. A lot of the Sherlock Holmes stuff. Um, I tried Moby Dick. <laughs> you know what? I seem to got less. Yeah. I, I got. I enjoyed it less than I did when I was a little kid <laughs> yeah. reading. It, I think like I just got because I understood it more, and I was just more pissed off for some reason. Like, why is so much fish talk? Maybe I like the fish talk when before I knew stuff about <laughs> fish. I don't know. But I am definitely switching my view of there's too much new stuff. I need to just keep moving forward, marching forward, and reading, reading, reading. And now I'm starting to think I'm never going to be able to read everything anyway. No. Uh, so once I, because I'm now, I'm actually getting to the point where like all the classics that I've always wanted to read, I'm almost, I'm not almost done with them. I got years more to go, but I'm closing in. Those big ones that you always wanted to, like the life goal ones. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and now it's like, oh, I got those. What's the next ones on the list? Mm-hmm. Like, I, you got your your top five now. What's what's six through ten? And now also I'm at the point where I it's like I probably should start finding some more favorite authors to read because you know Stephen I've read King, Stephen King, Stephen King. I'm working on it. I've read most of Haruki Murakami stuff. I read almost all of Steinbeck. I read all yeah. of fucking Hemingway. I read uh, uh, not Fitzgerald yet. I only read The Great Gatsby. Um. H.P. Lovecraft, and not all these guys are my favorites, by no. the way. but like H.P. Lovecraft, I read all most of his stuff. Edgar Allan Poe, I'm you know at least halfway to. I got to read one of his his only novel, uh, then some more short stories, and I'm done with him. Uh, so it's like I'm getting to the point now where I need new authors to find, and there's still plenty on my list that I want. You know, I would like to read some more, uh, some more Dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm reading some more Dick. I got some more uh, Moorcock. Yeah. Got some more uh, Moorcock. I got to read. I still got a bunch of Robert E. Howard stuff that's not Conan to read. So I still got you know some authors that are that are there, but those are all more like fluffy genre stuff. Uh, as far as like the literary guys, though, I don't. I'm, now I would be getting into like we see on the classic lit group all the time a bunch of like French and Italian names. I have no idea who these people are. Never heard of the work. Like that's probably where I'm headed now. But like, do you want to head there though? I don't know if the work's good, but at some point, like probably in my fifties, I'll have to like because I'll, I'll be out of classic author. Or either that or finally read like Pride and Prejudice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> read the Bronte sisters and stuff and Jane Austen, or I could just devolve and just start reading a bunch of old shit comics that yeah. I never got to that yeah. aren't really good at all. And what I think, too, what uh, the main th- thing that should be taken out of this is if it's new or if you've read it uh, previously, that you should just read whatever you, you're going to get enjoyment out of. Yeah. You know, that that's the big thing. Reading and getting some enjoyment. Unless, like you said, if you're trying to, I don't know, like write a paper on something. More of an educational standpoint. like... Um, I do, I do, I do get that. Yeah, like I said, just the, whatever, like, it kind of almost goes to, like, what we were talking about on the cold open of, like, read what you want and, you know, what you want to read. Well, here's the thing. As I was talking before about enriching yourself through books and rereading is a way of doing that, what enriches your life more than doing something you enjoy? Yeah. So if it's a book you enjoy, even though you've read it before, even if it's not a book that's, you know, a deep meaning book or... Uh, is a life-changing book for most people. If you enjoy it, that's still worthwhile. I can watch Forrest Gump all the time, and I still get that little twinge of like, I like this, you know? It just makes you happy. Like, maybe, there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe we should do that for a book of a month uh, one time, is uh, read Forrest Gump. Do the book version? Yeah. I'd read some Forrest Gump. And then He goes you, to the moon or something, yeah. I think, in the book. Well, then, so do you know there's a sequel book? Yeah. I guess the uh, I read the back of it and it was like the, the shrimp boat's not doing good uh-huh. <laughs> like oh forest ah shit <laughs> everything goes downhill for him yeah so I don't know like when we go into this year like because I have the lofty reading goals now I don't know how much I'm going to be able to enjoy like I've worked my way up to it yeah so like I read like the Iliad and stuff I feel like I'll enjoy it now whereas I tried to read it probably ten years ago and I was just like hey, this is boring but now I don't have that same mindset i don't find that stuff is boring now so i could i think i will enjoy that stuff but at the same time i know probably after reading the iliad and the odyssey or the ionid there's gonna have to be a break where i just like oh, i really need to yeah. read something fun <laughs> like, yeah something that's actually fun you know um i don't know how those there's a lot of those guys where it's just like yeah i only read the classic literature and well, it's just like how are you reading this dense crime and punishment well, war and peace like how are you reading all this stuff and just that's all you read. Well, I think those kind of guys, 
or and ladies, whatever people, uh, if that's okay to call them people. No, they're not people. <laughs> not anymore. Once you become the, I love nonfiction, World War Two, uh, salted meats, smoking <laughs> meats, and like once you go in that weird like short khaki short mm-hmm. thing phase, like cargo shorts, yeah. like what you just become one of those guys and you sit in your fucking study and smoke pipes and just read Ulysses over and over. Like, you're not a person anymore. Well, you're, you're a weirdo. Well, I was say, I don't think that those people are necessarily, like, we were talking about reading for enjoyment. I think those are more just smarter people, as for to say it in a dumb way, you know? It's just like, they're they're reading it to see what they can, like, pull from the text or, or whatever meaning they can get from it and the hysterical context and all that kind of stuff. No, I'm not reading it because they're necessarily interested in the story or or, or taken away by the story. It's like this is uh, more of a it's literature, but it's more of a like historical kind of thing. Well, using we- Ulysses or Finnegan's Wake as an example, I think a lot of those kind of people uh, they tend to, even though it's not a game. The way they go about it's like solving a puzzle. Mm. So not only getting like the historical stuff out of it and the meanings of things, it's like solving a puzzle. It's like a game. It's like they're having fun doing something, even though you know, to us it's complex and probably, like you said, they're probably really smart. Yeah. So they are probably enjoying it. Obviously, they're enjoy- nobody does yeah. things that they hate. Like, because <laughs> like, I, I always feel like if like those like those kind of guys, like if you gave them like a Neil Gaiman book, they probably just like how we couldn't read those. They'd be so bored. They just they, yeah they they just wouldn't get into it. They wouldn't enjoy it. You know, it's just whatever you know tickles your funny bone. Which I mean, I can understand now because a lot of the stuff I've been reading, I get more focus on the prose. The style of the prose, the poetic meaning of things, the metaphor usage, the allegory. Like, I focus more on that stuff than I've ever done before. And I'm like, oh, shit, this makes it like, it's again, you go to that deeper level. And it's like, oh, this is beyond the story. And then that's when you start understanding things like For Whom the Bell Tolls and uh, even Blood Meridian. Like, you start to understand, oh, it's not the story that's important. It's the things that aren't said. It's the deeper meaning of things. It's the, the feelings and the emotions in this. But that's literary fiction. And then genre fiction, it's the story. Mm. Uh, but I could, like you said, I could picture, um, which I always worry that's going to happen to me. Because, you know, now I'm playing chess. Yeah. I'm fucking, I got a wine cooler. You see the sweater I'm wearing. Yeah. You see the fancy sweater <laughs> I'm wearing now. It's just one step below a cardigan. <laughs> it, really, honestly, I just kind of like, because wasn't uh, Hemingway big on them, but like they were like. The, he had the big the, neck, the, yeah. the, the turtleneck sweaters. But anyway, what I'm saying is I could see myself. And I think it's been coming. I, I, like you becoming the manga guy, yeah. like in the anime, going to, deep into that. No matter how you fight it, you just steer where yeah. life takes you. And I think I'm becoming the guy who at one point, maybe in my 50s, I won't read genre stuff anymore. Maybe once in a while I'll be like, yeah, I'll pick up a fluffy Stephen okay. King book for Spencer's sake. Yeah. But like, I might not be into that anymore. I don't know. Of course, I could be wrong. I could have like this epic backlash where I go too deep into this shit and I'm like, my brain's fried, I don't like it no more. Well, that's like, um, even like, I, I, I even had this one, uh, I had like a little conversation with my one friend because like his older daughter there for a little bit was into like the anime and like the My Hero Academia and stuff like that because I was gonna like let him borrow some of like the DVDs and stuff I had so she could watch them and then like she kind of just went out of them and he was like a little upset and I was like, well, like, she's, like, a teenager. She's probably going to get into, like, more kind of, quote-unquote, girly things or whatever. And you never know. Like, you, you can always 
circle back around yeah. like you know what i mean like that happens for a lot of people like you know especially at that at that at that age you just so like just don't want to get picked on yeah so uh but i mean I, I think that even applies for like later in life like i know just even like i go in ebb and flows like you were saying of like like i'll go for like we're heavy like on on books for a couple months and then like i'll just take a couple weeks off and i'll just go through like a shit ton of comic books that i that i had you know backed up on and and stuff like that but i could definitely see me coming down here one day and all the lights are off except one shitty corner of it <laughs> you're in your chair with this big ass book your legs are folded you have a big glass of champagne and you're just like hmm spencer how are we are recording the podcast Hello? that that is not that far off because I had to buy a special book stand <laughs> because some of the books I have on my list are so big I can't hold them while reading. You you just somehow you you uh, just recently got glasses, but they're like those super <laughs> thin, just like reading glasses that just sit at the top of the peak of your nose. They don't even magnify anything; yeah. they're just glass yeah. just for show. I hope that happens to me. I bought my brother pipe tobacco for Christmas, and I was smelling it, and I'm like, man. It smells good, right? I'm so close to being a pipe guy. They just just sitting there. Just I just imagine how enjoyable you just sit there, just puffing away while reading a good book in front of the roaring fire. Well, this is a good thing. Like if you did go that way with like the just like the tobacco, you have less of like yeah the killing things of you. I mean, it's still not great for you, but like at least you're not t- like making tiny cuts in your lungs and throats with the I'll, I'll just stick with the fancy whiskeys. I still got the fancy whiskey. I'll just swirl and drink and you know. Though I knew do need to get rich so I could actually get a roaring fire instead of electric fireplace. <laughs> yeah. It's not as fancy and I don't have a really cool chair and I don't really have a study. I have or like one of those like really like high backed and comfortable yeah. chairs with kind of like my reading chair in my bedroom but even cooler. Even more uncomfortable. Even more uncomfortable. More lumpy, lumpier. More lumpy. Um, yeah, because look, like, I got kind of a home library, but it's all over the place. It doesn't yeah. count. It's more of a, no, this is like a hybrid, one, podcast studio, yeah. two, man cave, <laughs> three, bar, so that goes mm-hmm. with the man cave. So it's like podcast studio, man cave, slash library study. It's not what I want. I want a specific study. I'm trying to get Mindy to divorce me and I get the house and then I get her room where she her beauty room turn that into the study that's the goal yeah that's probably a bad goal well then you can turn the bedroom into something else and just sleep on the couch well the problem is we wouldn't have these issues somebody let me get more book fucking cases around the house but nobody wants to let me get bookcases around the house I'm not allowed now I just got I got the bookcases where the books are stacking up awkwardly in front of the bookcase I'm like I don't like that doesn't look nice no it doesn't look presentable for all these books I'll never reread <laughs> fucking hate that too there's so many books and it's like are you ever gonna reread this you haven't read any of these yet i don't know uh so anyway spencer any pressing matters other than the rereading are you gonna reread anything soon i'm not i'm not Uh, if i do it's probably gonna be lord of the rings or one q84 like i said yeah nothing immediate that i can think of i'll tell you what if uh whenever you get to one q84 if you get to it this year and i'm not like i'm caught up on whatever i was doing i'll reread it with you okay um, we'll do a podcast on that. We can do a Miracle Minute on it. Why not? Yeah. I mean, we're already going to do one for Dance, Dance, Dance and stuff, but we could do one for that. And I, uh, whatever my next Stephen King book is, then you could reread that if we go that route. Yeah. Uh, it'll probably be Salem's Lot, even though I don't really don't want to read that. It'll probably be Salem's Lot. Or Pet Cemetery. I, don't, I haven't decided. 
A lot of times when I go into the Stephen King stuff, I end up looking at like the page count. I'm like, I'll go to the smaller mm. one now. Yeah. Like I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's because Salem Plot is the one that's like, I don't really want to read it because I heard nothing but like, not shit things, but it's just not that good. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, so anyway, folks, if you like this kind of episode, this one should be a DBS episode. Kind of. Mainly just because the intro was so long. Or maybe not. I don't know. No. The last episode should have been DBS episode, but it turned out we were on topic for so long, it became a regular episode, and we were on topic this whole time. Yeah. This would be a regular episode. Fuck it. You know what? I do what I want because I got a fancy sweater. <laughs> the uh, And fancy socks. Yeah, you know the messed up thing is by the time they listen to this, they will already know if it's a DBS or regular uh, yeah. episode. Like. So this whole conversation is moot. <laughs> it is moot. It is stupid. Uh, if you want to check out... I almost said if you want to check out artwork, go to and I'm gonna say the website. Real sad. Real sad. Just crack. <laughs> no, if you want to check out my work, you can. You can go to calebjamesk.com. Don't forget the K. Uh, and you can also check out my publication history. Remember, it's actually building now. Uh, if Spencer would ever create an author website, you can go to his. But for now, you have to go to a stupid OnlyFans. I don't remember what your name was. Uh, I'm Cypress it, Shit it's, Surfer. It's, yeah, I'm. I was gonna say I'm. I'm surfing shit somewhere. I couldn't remember where. In Cyprus, little island off yeah. of Turkey, Greece. It's a Greek island, I think. Cyprus is its own country, isn't it? You don't know. I'm asking you. It's one of the oldest nations in the world. Fucking no. jerk. Don't know your history. No clue. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Anymore? Is that it? Only fans. Why not? At DPW Podcast. And uh, I think that's all. Try the Stone Cold Beer. It's pretty good. This is Steve Austin's Broken Skull American Lager, and I dig it. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That doesn't sound right. What's his other catchphrase? The, the Stone Cold, because you said so. Yeah. Because, you, know, you know, he said so. Yeah, say something first to say so. Yeah. Anyway, folks, thank you for listening. We'll check you next time. Ooh.